Podcast Network Asia. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Class Clown Podcast. My name is Sheena Liao, giving you another riveting solo pod. <laughs> that is right, earlier in the week this time, because you all have been very good. And I have decided to reward you with more of me just essentially talking uh, to, to myself. I, I don't really have a topic in mind, but uh, I needed to put out an episode today. And so I just figured we'd talk about anything and everything really, that I can think of in the moment. We're just going to shoot the shit, if you will. First of all, guys, welcome. How did you like the last episode with Boiling Waters? I hope you guys picked up something as a little a thing or two about, uh, you know, love and relationship. It's weird, I know. I don't look like, I don't look or sound like Joe DeMango, but I hope at the end of the day, this podcast is dedicated to learning and expanding your world and being funny a bit little after that. So if you are able to do that with that Boiling Waters episode, then I'm honestly, I'm very glad that you listened to it. Also, a very, very huge congratulations goes out to Nonong Balidan. Thank you, Nonong, for that one-hour special now. That special took place at 5.30 a.m. my time here in California. But man, oh man, am I glad that I got up for that. Even if it meant having to go the rest of the day very bleary-eyed and sleep and sleepy. Because Nonong's one-hour special is essentially the first one-hour special I've seen from a comedy Manila comedian this year. And in that moment, it felt like we were all back in the Kowloon house. We were all back in that dingy-ass, dark-ass basement in Matalino Street, QC. We were all elbow-to-elbow elbow against each other, standing side-by-side, side, smelling like cigarettes and dim sum and bathroom water, and just watching the thing we love and doing it at the same time, it's just, it's magical. I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm shitting on most, because I am. But honestly, that venue reminds you what stand-up in the Philippines essentially is. What pure Pinoy stand-up comedy is. In fact, if Nonong had a choice, he would have picked Moe's as his venue for his one-hour special. A one-hour special is no joke, guys. You're essentially talking for one hour. You're not just talking for an hour. You're trying to be funny for one hour. That is so hard to do. And all comedians, that's their goal, man, to put out that one-hour special because that just shows the level of growth, the amount of material, and the, the 
level of performance that you can bring to the table and I am glad that guys like Nonong are able to do that. So congratulations, Nonong, and to the rest of the guys who are part of that show, Jeps and Mike who opened for him, who were also part of the episode before Boiling Water. So I suggest you check that out. We just talk and shoot the shit like comedians do. And the rest of the cool pals who were there as well. And I swear, in that point in time, I felt like I was back in Quezon City. It was just, it was magical. Now, for this week, I decided to just tell you about the many things I've gone, gotten myself involved with, I guess. Things I've watched, done, eaten, played with. Uh, that, sound, that last part sounded messy and weird. But uh, just things that I did over over the weekend, you know, I don't like recommending things to people because I feel like people uh, find that I'm sort of an asshole when it comes to these things. Like I'm very much snobby in my ways, you know, especially since I'm also the person who recommended Suicide Squad to people. Like I didn't just recommend it to people. I've specifically told people that Suicide Squad is the best movie ever based on the trailer. Like when the trailer bought, when the trailer came out, I immediately bought all the Funko Pop toys that fucking movie had to offer. And then the movie came out and now I have a bunch of worthless toys. Literally, these toys are worthless. If I sold them, I would lose money. So that's the level of credibility I bring to the table. Take what take whatever I suggest to you with a grain of salt. But when I say what I watched over the weekend was actually pretty special, I hope you understand that it actually is. Because I saw a, a series called Mayor of Easttown. It stars Kate Winslet as well as a bunch of other Lesser known actors you may have seen somewhere else, like Jane Smart, like Gene Smart is on there. I don't know if you know who that is, as well as other people on that show. And it's a very, very good series about a mom who is also a detective who loses her son to suicide and the opioid epidemic, essentially, and now has to raise her daughter and her other daughter, right, and and her son's kid, all while trying to battle divorce, all while trying to deal with her son's death, all while trying to solve two cases. One's a missing person's case about a girl that was adopt, abducted, and another about a uh, dead girl in, in the woods. So if you've seen the AMC series The Killing, it's a lot like that. Because it's a lot, it's not more about the mom. It's also about the community she moves, she lives in and moves within. The town of Easttown, Pennsylvania battles things like murder, like incest, like, like drug addiction. And it's just so rich and so good. And I'll have to warn you guys, it's not an easy watch. But if you get through all of it, you can thank me later. 
I also saw Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which, let me tell you, all you need to know about this movie is a CGI zombie tiger. That's it. That's it. You don't need to know the plot. (laughs) All you need to know is that they wasted all their money on trying to recreate a CGI zombie tiger. The logic of the thing doesn't even make sense, right? Because a CGI zombie tiger is essentially an undead tiger, which means the killing instinct of a tiger to kill for food is heightened. And yet this tiger wastes its time trying to be menacing so uh, again that's it's just me trying to overthink things also guys if you've seen this movie then maybe you can relate spoilers ahead but what is the opposite of an undead fetus is it like an alive baby you know because in this movie the zombie queen quote unquote has a baby but the zombie queen dies and aborts the baby, which doesn't make sense because the baby was dead to begin with. So doesn't it mean that by shooting the zombie queen, the baby would have been born? Right? It's like, uh, honestly, that that to me still it's just the most perplexing thing ever. Like I couldn't even wrap my head around how they the zombie queen got pregnant in the first place, let alone her having to abort the baby. Let me know your thoughts about undead zombie babies as I continue to talk about other movies I've seen over the weekend. Love, Death, and Robots. Season number uh, two. Volume two, as Netflix calls. It is actually out. It's a lot shorter than volume one. It's about, uh, it's essentially, if you haven't seen this show, it's a lot of animation all rolled up into one. Volume one had about 18 different standalone animated shorts in it. Um, and a lot of it is very good. A lot of it is very weird, but all of it is very good. Volume two has the same level of goodness, but only has eight episodes in it, so it's a lot shorter, a lot shorter, especially if you consider none of these episodes go past 20 minutes, so it's very, very short. You can all, you can watch it in one sitting, however, again, it's not as good as the first one, but it's still pretty watchable, especially if you are a fan of animation. Go check that out. It's a lot of, if you're a fan of sci-fi, especially Check it out if you're a fan of just weirdness. Check it out. Hey, speaking of animation and weirdness, The Mitchells vs. the Machines. That's also another show I, I got to catch. I just watched a lot of shows. Essentially not working throughout the weekend. But I watched a lot of shows about over the weekend. And one of them was Mitchells vs. the Machines which comes to us from the people who did Into the Spider-Verse. It is also very good if you like family-friendly movies, if you like light-hearted comedies, if you 
Like, if you want to watch a movie with your kid, I suggest this one. Not because I have a kid, uh, but because a lot of my friends who do have children also say their kids love this movie. And so it's actually pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's pretty light. has a great cast. Abby Jacobson from uh, Broad City. If you guys know that show, is the main girl who, who in the series, Danny, uh, what's his name? The guy from Eastbound and Down. You know, see Danny person from, from, <laughs> from the Righteous Gemstones. Uh, he's He plays the dad. Danny McBride. There we go. Danny McBride plays the dad. It's also, again, very, very good. Um, what else did I, what else did I check out? Over the weekend, I started watching The Sopranos, which is actually out. It's been out for a while. It ended in 2001. And while it is available on HBO Max, just like Mayor of Easttown, by the way. So you might need a VPN or your friendly neighborhood pirate to get your hands on it. It's also... Just a show that aged so well, even if it was shot in the 90s, even if you see people hold up brick phones and not have social media, it aged so well because the references are are current because the topics they talk about are very still present to this day. They talk about crime and racketeering and mental health and and abuse and if you're a fan of crime dramas like um, some people are then i suggest you watch it because there is a reason why this show is called one of the best dramas ever made it is so so good guys i am running out of things to recommend now uh <laughs> I I did have a, a particularly good fried chicken sandwich over the weekend. It was it was delicious, but it's all the way out here. So unless you're listening to this from California, you know, you really can't. I can't do anything about it. Uh, it's just so good, and so the chicken was big and juicy. It had a piece of bacon on it. You know, it had like a nice tangy slaw. Just the right amount of heat, French fries. Oh, God, guys, God, thinking about that chicken sandwich was just, I don't know why I'm talking about the chicken sandwich now. Just clearly, I have no other things to talk about here during this podcast episode. But hey, speaking of good things, we'd like to say a big, big hello and thank you to the guys and girls of Kumu. Kumu is a Pinoy live streaming app where you can connect with Filipino streamers and celebrities. Use the link in my description below to follow some of the Kumu streamers today. Right now, join it, and then you might see some awesome wrestling content Thursdays at 7 p.m. Hey, if you heard something that really resonated with you on this episode, you know, something that you liked, you disliked, whether it was all the shows that I talked about 
or the fried chicken sandwich, um, <laughs> you just let me know on my social medias at Chino Supersized. I also have to start saying social medias because I went to school and I know that media is already plural. So at Chino Supersized for my social media accounts. That's what I always meant to say. So I'll shut up now and leave you for this week's Class Clown episode. Friday, we have Coach Laika talking to us about how to get hired. Huh? Podcast integration. That's right. My name is Sheena Liao. This has been the Class Clown Podcast. Podcast Network Asia exclusive, powered, of course, by Podmetrics. Goodbye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>